Make a move and then she's calling Forest fires, cougars marlin' Take a chance and roll the dice one day If you're a DM player, find you Millennials can join this quest too Expedition, we're gonna find a way A week has gone by since I last posted. This is Andy Goodman, this is Expeditions of the Grizzly Peaks, and you're listening to episode 339. There's um, a bunch of calls coming up which are very interesting to me, very interesting responses to, to the last episode, and the last episode, Getting Too Real, which I think it was a fairly... Con- it was a risky thing for me to post that, actually, because, as I said in the episode, there was a lot of stuff that that was out of context, or, 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 or rather, listening to it without the context, I think may have um, changed the meaning. And we all know about all of that. We all know what editing can do. Um, taking a small clip from a much longer piece. It certainly zeroes you in on the problems I isolated in that piece. So it was risky putting that up. And I think this episode is also slightly risky because one person in particular responds in a in a fairly damning way, I would say, to what went on in that session. And heads up, first thing to know is I think we're all good. I think we're all good. I think my my wonderful group of players who I play with every Saturday now. We used to play twice a week on Thursdays and Sundays during my um, time of enforced leisure, let's say. Um, but now I'm working and starting very early. Um, my my Mondays start very early. Um, we can no longer play Sundays. I just don't have... You know, I've, I've got to be in bed by <laughs> some ridiculous hour. Um, so we're only playing once a week. Um, and... We've had one more session, and um, since since the incident, let's say, since the PvP incident, I think we're good. I think we're good. And the reason I think we're good is that we actually talked about it in quite a lot of depth at the beginning of the session, and everyone contributed, some more than others, but everyone contributed, and I've recorded that, and with the permission of the players, um, I'm going to play that at the end. Having said all that, of course, people hearing the previous episode will have their own opinions and their own ideas and their own responses, some of which are from personal experience, as you'll hear. Um, others are perhaps just ingrained attitudes that have developed over the years to this kind of thing. And um, I'm going to start with um, some messages from Jason and then um, some messages from Rob, a.k.a. Menion. And I, I find both of these fairly, fairly interesting or, or, or fascinating, really, because here's the thing that, that, you know, Jason's message, he ranges across several different topics. He would say it's rambling and being unfocused. I think he's just got a lot of different points he's making, and they're all, they're all pretty interesting. Um, the main one being that 
feeling like you don't need these tools or that these tools shouldn't be at the table i i might be interpol- interpreting a little bit feeling that is 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 not it's not productive you may well not need these tools at the table and i was in that camp i felt that we didn't need them as i said turns out we actually do because i don't want this kind of thing to happen again i don't want emotions to get so heightened so um he talks about that a little bit um but i think to me the more interesting part and this is probably why i'm kind of not such a rules maven <laughs> i just the rules i don't know the system structures rules they're not what i come to the table for i come to the table for the story and the camaraderie and the and the laughs and the ability to to weave this emergent narrative which i'm starting to get more and more comfortable with that being a shared collaborative thing and and really embracing that fully but the thing that jason raises around the rules and the structures of the game is that where it's you're doing damage where you're actually hurting the other player system systemically through the system systemically that's not a good use of the word systemically but where you're doing something bad to them through the system that is a bad thing as well particularly when you then use leverage to make that even worse when you use powers when you're burning your resources to make that hurt worse and I honestly I have to say I don't feel that. I I may be in a very small minority here. But to me that's the trivial part. I I think it's kind of funny doing damage to each other. Now, okay, so it's a bit more nuanced than that really, isn't it? Because if you kill another player's character, I think that's pretty bad. Uh, I think that's going too far. If and I suppose, again, context is everything. If you're in a situation where there's no immediate risk to them, but you get into a punch-up, I think that's fine. And, and you know, Jason says the same. He says when it's a knee in the balls, a comedy knee in the balls, um, then, then, then he thinks that's fine as well. But to be honest, I, I was surprised that was the thing that people picked up on. And, you know, a couple of the players also very much zeroed in on that as being the problem. And to me, that was a, a minor part of the problem. A much more significant part of the problem was that there was genuine tension between players. And it wasn't just between characters. That It felt that there was genuine friction and disagreement and, you know, aggression, maybe, if you want to be really uh, precise about it. It was a form of aggression. And, um, and yeah, uh, that for me is the is the problem it's not the doing the damage and again i'm probably in the minority here because um maybe when i play my character i don't really care if they get hurt and i probably generally don't really care if they die um i think there is a probably a decent amount of players out there who feel that now the second message from from rob is also extremely interesting because he talks about he doesn't use the word bleed, but he he actually talks in a in a very interesting way about how and why that arises, and I find this fascinating as well. Um, he gives an example of when someone in his group got genuinely upset by something that the other players thought was kind of funny and a bit of a laugh, and 
He also talks about how when you're intensely role-playing, that emotion that you're generating through your, in inverted commas, acting, it can start to come out. You can actually start to embody it and feel it. And I think that's very interesting. It's almost like, it's almost like a kind of therapeutic um, activity where you visualize something in order to feel it, in order to process that feeling. And just by thinking about something, you can bring those exact same, I guess, neurological um, and biochemical responses in your body. You can actually start to f feel those things, the pulse, the, the flushing, um, you know, your brain, your neurons firing a particular way. So that is, that is really interesting. And um, I suppose it's part of the reason why we 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 enjoy role playing is that we get to somehow viscerally feel in in some way the feelings of our characters and maybe it's that that dopamine rush we get from it afterwards is why we can't sleep when we finish our games because we're we're actually i don't know if everyone has that i certainly have that it, you know it's because we we've actually triggered these biochemical reactions in our bodies and it's real it's as real as you know it's 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 rehearsing the fight or flight isn't it um we 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 are built to do that we're built to, um, uh, you know, rehearse these situations. So that if we do ever get into them, we, we'll know how to respond. Now, hopefully, we, we will never have to meet uh, Amigo or a uh, Hound of Tinderloss. But if we role play enough, maybe if it does happen, we'll we'll know what to do. At least that's my that's my sincere hope. Okay. Well, facetiousness aside, um, uh, here's here's the messages from Jason and from a Rob. And and then after that, there's going to be another message, another couple of messages, which I, well, you'll know who they're from when you hear them. Well, that's Gadget and Maddie's comments on it. They're, they're still commenting. I'm going to talk over them a little bit here. So, yeah, interesting. Like you say, without having the full contacts, it's hard to you know, make any judgments, and it's definitely not my place to make any judgments on your, your game session. Your game session, I think X cards or some method of doing that, whether it's an X card or another method, is smart and and acceptable these days. Not acceptable. I I, I think it's something a, a I, I think it's something we should be doing. There should be a way for a player to say, "I'm not comfortable." You, you know, I I think we need that. I I, th I think that's only fair to all the participants. Um, and I do think at the point you're spending luck to damage another PC, maybe you're pushing a little too far. Now, if the luck's spent, so hey, just that funny crotch shot and it's not damaging, it's a funny effect, that's okay. So what I'm saying is if you spend luck to do a prank on another character, I'm okay with that. But if you're spending luck to actually do hit point damage to another character, like increase the hit point damage, then that's kind of crappy. But, but again, I wasn't there, so I don't have the whole story. I'm sure you handled it well, and you're implementing something. And and to be fair, I don't usually implement those things in my game, but I, I do think that's important. I think players at any time they're uncomfortable should be able to have a way to signal that because we're, we're playing games to have fun. Now, that fun might be to be on the edge of our seat. The fun might be to be weirded out. You know, when you're playing a horror game, that fun might not be laughs all the time, but it's still supposed to be ultimately an enjoyable experience. You know, regardless how you get that enjoyment, like a scary movie. But it shouldn't be an experience where you're uncomfortable and you're feeling... Well, 
maybe it's uncomfortable, but you, you know what I'm saying. It shouldn't be an experience where you're demeaned, right? I'm having a horrible time expressing myself here, but you, you know, I think it's okay for a game se- session to make people feel uncomfortable. It's a horror game, right? But you definitely shouldn't be in a space where you're feeling, you know, a, a case that would make you lift an X card, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done because I can't say what I want to say. But you know what I want to say. And I think that's important. And I think anyone that wants to argue that, you know, a player shouldn't be able to tap out if they're feeling that way, you, you know, I, I think they need to relook at, at what they're doing because ultimately this is a group experiencing game. And it needs to be enjoyable by the group, whether that enjoyment's being weirded out by scary stuff or laughing with each other. Ultimately, it should be an enjoyable experience. So, okay. I've waffled on enough, and Gadget and Maddie are still talking, but I, I think you got the gist of their argument as well. So, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Andy, Rob slash Minion here. Just calling in about your uh, recent uh, podcast where you talked about the group having some problems, you know, the, the kind of... Uh, uh, situation arose and I, I was thinking perhaps I mean it's these things are always going to occur um, even with older players um, even I say um, and I, I guess part of it could be play style so the, the form of play that you're doing uh, there's a lot of kind of uh, I don't know immersion is the right word but the the acting and the, um, the getting into character and getting caught up with character and naturally, people's emotions, when they raise their voice, um, their, their emotions, their blood stop, pulse starts to race, you know? It's sort of um, one of those sort of responses, isn't it? Um, I'm going to have to carry this on to another minute. So while the players might not be getting caught up with the uh, game game kind of aspects of, you know, rules and so on, that kind of aspect of the of the game um, the fact that they're getting into character and they're deeply sort of uh, uh, involved with their characters perhaps is um, a reason why they I don't know they, they, they become that character and so it isn't uh, something that you can't really divorce the character from the player so easily in those kind of uh, situations and uh, I, I don't know yeah I don't know what the answer is to that I mean I think, I think it's just the style of play and that's uh, one of the little risks, the things that you've got to worry about, and maybe you do need to be able, some system of taking time out. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't think it is anything to do with age so much. Um, perhaps the the uh, beauty of your game is that the the younger players have a much more pure uh, response to to their uh, role playing style. So where was I? Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't think it's so much age. We we had a sim- similar incident recently. Um, I won't name any names, um, and it, we, it's more or less sort of fixed, or at least for the time being, it is. Um, we we had a sort of a you know, in game something happened, and um, and we we you know we had a bit of a joke about the character who was you know kind of uh, making these interesting sort of social um, um, how can I say uh, faux pas or you know. Um, and the player took it really, really personally. And at first, um, for a couple of days afterwards, we were exchanging messages and we thought it was all just, uh, you know, like uh, part of the joke. And we didn't realise the person was really uh, quite upset and offended. So that took a bit of uh, fixing. So you really got to be careful, especially when you can't see people's faces if you're online. There's always um, a lot of room for making mistakes. Um, you do have to be careful. And that's all I have to say. Anyway, take care, man. Bye-bye. Dude, Andy... 
man, you really needed to step in there. <laughs> I mean, you said anyone could have tried to step in and stop it and that everyone was responsible, but several players did try and step in and they did try and tell Jack <clears throat> to stop, but they don't have the same perceived authority as the dungeon master. Like, honestly, man, that that's on you. That wasn't anything between two characters. That was bickering and arguing between two players it didn't progress the story it wasn't interesting it was obvious the other players were uncomfortable because they said hey stop and honestly your friend Bert was being a total asshole like plain and simple he was being a dick and you really really should have stepped in there uh, but I'm just glad that the group isn't ruined man so good shit keep it up peace out you said that clip was taken out of context and yeah it sort of was so you can feel free to play that first message or not if you want you know it's no big deal but what i took away from that was it was the classic example of but this is what my character would do and i just think that's such a bullshit argument if a character is going to act like a dick it's the player that's making that character act like a dick choosing to have their character act like an asshole you know uh, the character isn't real. The player is the one in control of the character. And what I saw was a player being stymied from what his character wanted and throwing a temper tantrum. That's what I saw. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. Anyway, good stuff. As always, you always bring it out in me, man. Peace out. So why don't you tell us what you really think, Joey? Come on, spit it out, man. Don't be so mealy-mouthed. Oh, I thought Americans were meant to be, you know, outspoken. It's us Brits that keep it all bottled up inside until we get an ulcer. So, I am going to defend, not myself, not myself, I'm going to defend Bert, because I was there, I've been playing with Bert for... A year and a half now. I've, I've known Bert for 12 years. He's a good friend of mine. and um, that, But that's not the reason I'm going to defend him. I'm going to defend him because I don't think... I don't think he has had any bad intentions during that moment. I think he got carried away. And I think he will admit that. And he was saying that afterwards... He was feeling those emotions, like, really, for the next day as well. Like, it really affected him. Um, this is the first role-playing game he's ever played. This is the first campaign he's ever played. You know, he's, um, he's new to it all. And I think he's learning at a rapid rate. At the same time, I think Bert is very much an actor he's an improvisational actor <laughs> I mean not, not really but he is I, I for, he's fantastic at doing voices and accents and personas and um, we've had a lot of laughs over the years role playing without playing any game I don't mean in anyway <laughs> you know what I mean you know what I mean putting on silly voices um, coming up with stupid scenarios and having a good laugh. So, 
I know where he's coming from, and um, I think I think he's actually also learned a bit of a lesson. I, I I think this is a good learning moment for him that that actually there's a point at which the role playing can go too far, and and I think that's I think that's an object lesson for a lot of us is is that you you're treading this really fine line. As for me, you're right, Joey. I have no fucking excuse um, when I listen back and hear my nervous laughter from time to time it makes me feel pretty shitty really because i i think it i think i was perhaps um rationalizing it to myself that i like to stand back and i do like to stand back in those situations but at the same time i also knew that i should have stepped in i i I did know that and i didn't and so joey you are right so listen as i said we're we're in a much better place now (laughs) <laughs> I think we have we've all had time to process and I'm going to play now our discussion before before the next game where where we resolve I think most of these issues. It's worth putting a whole put. Okay, so um I so I don't think we sh- need ground rules. I I think ground rules are t- it's too too complicated, right. too delicate. It's hard to figure out what the ground rules are. I think if someone's uncomfortable, they just say, can we stop the scene? Isn't that the only ground rule we need? Yeah, because saying pump mm-hmm. the brakes or something. I mean, yes. Um, the only thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, I keep thinking about this in terms of like BDS rules. Of course. It's very is, similar. It's very which similar. It is very similar, but it's just kind of a funny metaphor to use. <laughs> um, right, okay. But it's more of like, because like I'm pretty um, shameless. So like, I don't really, if I like, you know, say, hold on, I'm not okay with this scene. Like, I don't care if I feel embarrassed or anything, but part of the benefit of having ground rules is that if anyone doesn't feel comfortable with the scene, but feels uncomfortable bringing up how uncomfortable Mm. they are, that's the kind of thing you're wanting to avoid. Mm. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, But then the, the problem with that is then we'll constantly be trying to think, is this, breaking a rule you know well yeah but that's only if like i'm not thinking we should create a 20 page rule book <laughs> where we <laughs> intricately lay out like you know thank what god we you can said that. yeah <laughs> like that's not what i'm that. that's not what i'm thinking what all i'm thinking is like five rules at most kind of thing and even like in rules is a hard term that i don't really even mean i mean like generally guidelines. yeah general guidelines you know Mm-hmm. You see, there's this um, notorious document that went around last year that got a lot of intense criticism and Oh, was that that page and, that says, like, list, yeah. put an X here if this is too far for you kind of thing? Yeah. I remember like that page. Sort of, yeah. It was like, it was like a um, charter or a, a set of things you would sign up for. Or you would say, I, I, I'm not comfortable with X, Y, Z, and you would list all the things. And, t- and then the GM would have to look at it and make sure none of those things were in the game. And I, I personally oh. thought that's too far. I, I personally think that's that's like taking it a I mean, it was far. it was very basic things like rape and sexual assault. and Yeah, but it also had spiders. and Right, right. Certain people have different <laughs> levels, certainly. I, yeah. I, I, you know, the fact that we have to write down that these things are not okay, like rape and... I mean, well, have you gone on the Reddit page, RPG yeah. Horror Stories, bro? Well, yes. Come yes, on, I know. <laughs> you know. I know, I know, you know, I know it. it happens. But okay, okay, let's let's take this one. Torture. That's right. a very contentious one mm. because on, on a sort of basic level, we all agree torture is an awful thing. You shouldn't do it. But it happens and you guys have done it in this campaign. So does right. that mean that we should never allow torture? 
or that it's well, no, it's very just a, situational? It's a, well, I think it's mostly just what if somebody is uncomfortable with it? You know, like mm. it's one thing, like in general, obviously, I am not cool with torture <laughs> in real life, <laughs> but like it's a game, so it's not a big deal for me. But for there could be some people where they're like, this is not fun for me, you know, even if it is. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just it's worth just having a conversation about, you know. So like, l let me let me bring up two examples then, um, and then we can see why this is complicated. Example one was just a few weeks ago when Alice, extremely, extremely angry, furious, full of hatred, basically tortured that prisoner and then executed him. Mm -hmm. Or, or, or okay. I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was it was it was brutal. But it was totally, but it was totally justified because because of her emotional situation, the fact that this person was literally about to sacrifice or do horrible things for a woman and her children. So it was completely. Um, I think all of us, I assume, felt that that was fine. Right. Now, I was uncomfortable, now, but not no big deal. You were uncomfortable. I can't even remember what it was that. Uh, it was it was pretty brutal. It was like an execution. Yeah, it was an execution scene. I forgot about it. That tells you how much it bothered me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was torture and execution. Okay. All right. Well, execution. Fine. Execution. Um, now, I was a little bit uncomfortable during it, but I was like, okay, fine. I, I thought it was, uh, it, it was, it was brutal. I thought it was brutal and it showed a side of her character that maybe I didn't, we didn't know about or whatever. I mean, in Peru, um, uh, we had, I, I, I had to execute sleeping people in, in uh, Peru. Uh, campaign near the end when we snuck into the base and we saw sleeping cultists. I that was, don't remember. That. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember there were sleeping cultists back in Peru, and uh, we had to like, and they were like they were sleeping, and so to like. But those were zombies, if I remember correctly. I think yeah. I do remember that. No, they weren't yeah, yeah, like they zombies. Were, they were like they thousands were, of years old. They were like monsters. Oh, the skeleton so bros. No, no, yeah. the vampires. The vamp. The blood. Oh, the, the vampires. vampires. I do. I yeah, remember but they were that. monsters, so it's like it's I mean, different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Well, I think it's different. But okay, so the other again, yeah, it's different. Different limits for different people. I mean, uh, I think it. <clears throat> my my opinion on like, for example, that Alice scene is like, if anyone brought up like afterwards specifically and was like, I didn't like that, and I don't really want that in the game anymore, like, that would be a different conversation. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing for. For us, for example, where like none of us are triggered by torture, but we're also like, like not necessarily gung ho for it, but we're okay with it coming up every once in a while. Like, that would be fine then to every once in a while bring up torture. But so, if there was one person in particular that didn't want it, then it's like, oh wait, maybe we should. So let like, me give you an almost yeah. identical situation that felt very different. So this was in another. This is a D and D campaign from a few years ago. Uh, the, these these. Um, soldiers have been captured. They, they'd actually just murdered someone, but like in a fight kind of thing. And there was no emotional, they didn't know this person. These were just kind of brigands, bandits on the road. Um, they were, most of them were killed in a fight, but they captured one of them and they were um, questioning him to find out what the hell was going on, why they'd shot this guy with a crossbow. And, um, and one of the characters, uh, she just said, um, I'm going to step up and I take out my knife and I just slowly push it into his throat. <laughs> And we were all like, oh, okay, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I think we were all quite shocked. I was a bit shocked. Um, I didn't like it. and But it was all about the context because there was like, there was no, 
rationale or reason why you would just horrendously execute this person that you right. were trying to question that so but the alice situation was very different she was extremely emotionally um you know agitated and these people were clearly as evil as it gets and leaving right. the person alive would have been a hugely risky thing to do so you see it's not that different but hugely different in in how it felt Right, which is why I think, like, you know, going back to what we were saying about rules and about how it's less rules and more like guidelines, you know, having a general guideline where it's like, unless it makes sense in the story, we should avoid torture, which is something we already do anyways. Yeah. Or like, specifically, like with PF PVP, where it's like, unless it makes sense for the story, or it's something that's like by accident, players shouldn't damage other players. Okay, like, well, you know, something like that. I'm not necessarily well, saying that. Here, I think the rule should here's, be, but, yeah. here's where I have a bit of a bit of a difference of opinion because for me, doing damage to other players that that for me is 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 not a big deal. That happens a lot in all kinds of games where you have a bit of a fight. I mean, trying to kill another player that's that's different, but like hitting them and doing some damage, I, I don't see that as being. Well, I don't think I don't think, and I'm surprised that that was the bit that got to some of you. Let me put it to you this way: so you're saying that a player should never be able to kill like another player, but like for example, the the thing where she um, like Sid's character, I think cause six damage um and like i only have 22 hp like if she had hit me and then it becomes like because if she had hit me and then i got into a fight with another monster and got hit and because i had lost those six points i'm now dead like that's would bothered me a lot okay yeah but context is everything um, again, it's like you're you're on a long train journey. You you kind of knew it was being redlined. You had several days. There was no imminent danger. It's very different. I think the situation is very different compared to if you were about to go and face some enemies. That well, would be really. It, it, I, you know what it is actually that different. that bothered me because I'm tr like remembering why it was in that moment because it wasn't just like oh whoops like someone got hurt. It was like oh no is this going to actually turn into combat. Like, are we going to actually start now damaging each other? And it was like, oh, that's not what I want to happen right now. Like, I want mm. all of this to just be like basically but, play fighting, you know? But but it, but it sort of was, and you you got to trust me as well that I'm never going to like take advantage of that and make and punish you for that. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And I, I know that you wouldn't. But that being said, I also like it was the first time we ever did PvP. And we never like talked about like, how would PvP work? It's so, been a bit. It's been a bit. Nothing like this extreme. Like nothing like, oh, we literally have like four people in a room and two of them are fighting the other two. Like we've never and, had anything that <laughs> But we've had a punch. We've had spells being cast against other players. Um, what, what, remind me of the spell. Uh, Gwen cast Cloud Memory on Bill to practice the spell on him. <laughs> now I know it's a ah, silly thing. Ah, but you thing. see, goes back to BDSM. We discussed it beforehand. There was consent beforehand. There was a plan. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if if he had yeah, if he had said no, I don't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been please. like too bad, Bill. Sit right. down, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> So obviously this 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 escalated. It's clearly an escalation. If if you listen to the whole sequence as I have, it starts very jokily, 
and it escalates into something quite um, you know serious at one point. But the point at which it flips, it's hard to tell. It kind of gradually becomes more and more intense. So from my point of view, I, I didn't want to just say, okay, guys, stop. This is getting too much because it was still... They still have this kind of interesting aspect to it. It's like, right. where's this going? What's this is definitely character development, and there's definitely a relationship kind of being forged here. Not necessarily a happy relationship, but it could be an interesting one. So, uh, I was very reluctant to step in, as I said in in, in my episode that I put. Well, up. so again, bringing bringing back the BDSM uh, idea, I think that's also why what happens in a lot of BDSM scenes where like. If you don't do it right, I mean, like if you don't have um, rules and communication set up beforehand, it's fun until it stops being fun. Mm. Like, I think that's why these rules exist. Like, is 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 not because like, oh, we're trying to prevent a scene that starts off immediately bad and stays bad. But like, it's hard when you're already caught up in the moment yes. if you don't know how to put the brakes on it and to stop it. Like, if you haven't discussed those rules, that's when the problems happen. Now, look, look, the, the reason I brought up the, the damage and, and Jack, sorry, Bert, you haven't said anything at all. And I, I think it'd be good to maybe for you to say something at some point. But um, the reason I brought up the damage was, for me, that was very trivial compared to what I thought was the emotional spillover from an argument into something that felt I'm... tense. Now, I don't know whether that was just my perception, but I don't think it was. I think other people also had that perception um, that that it, it went from being joking into being, you know, like, like too, you know, ag- aggressive, really. And... Um, that's the problem, I think, when you're acting a role, is that you can start actually feeling the emotions. It happens, I think, if you really get into character. And I, I felt that's what was happening. Um, uh, uh, Kiara and Bert, I think you should tell us what you you feel about that, because you were the ones who were involved. You know, the rest of us were just Ooh, watching. Party. Also, hello. hello hey! Welcome. What's Hi. happening, Captain? So, Kiara... Do you want to say anything? Who wants to go first? You can go ahead. I mean, I think what, what isn't what isn't clear yet, I think, is what the friction really was, right? If, it, if it's about character ruling damage on each other or the aggression. And I think there was also a third component, which I think, I believe, Kara, you mentioned maybe at the end, which was like basically within the story, the suitcase and something very personal and basically sort mm. of like a violation of privacy. Yeah. I think there's these three things. And like for me, so I the only issue that I had with the station was I think for me was the the aggression. Obviously, it was vice versa. It was not you know it was Jack. I would say for me it was a character thing, one hundred percent. But I did I did notice that when the scene ended, I actually Bert. I did feel sort of you know I felt the aggression uh, that you know that came from from me from Jack, but also I think from from everybody involved. So that that made me uncomfortable. But to me, it was not a problem. At all, that was just my perspective, right? But what, what became a problem to me is that I did feel that um, it was—it seemed to be a problem for others, and and also obviously mm. that became a problem for others. Obviously, I as Bird, I'm obviously sorry about it as well. But yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Right, right, totally. My my issue was um, pretty much what we discovered, what we discussed in the Discord already where it was I was hoping it would be more sneaky and secrecy and less like aggressive and confrontational like I was hoping it would be more you know like what we were doing in the beginning with the lock picking and the stealth rolls and the smooth quote-unquote distraction with the Russian speaking lizard you know 
but it's not really fun when it just becomes a tug of war where people are screaming at each other to do what that person wants. It kind of just, it's not a game anymore at that point. We're not even making roles anymore. We're just yelling. And at that point I was irritated and I was just like, man, I want to go to the Congo. I want to have our improv adventure. It sounded really badass and cool. I just want the scene to end. So I really just felt like the scene dragged for a really long time and just cut into our playtime itself. Hmm. That's an interesting angle, I think. Yeah, because I thought um, we were going to the Congo that episode, and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to have a cool, like, sneaky establishment scene, have an establishment, like you were saying, of relationships and have some character interaction that can yeah. be good in a positive or negative way, which I am totally cool with. I want negative relationships. That's interesting. That makes characters interesting and relationships interesting. <laughs> but at the same time, I thought it was going to be a plot point that we would hit, and then we would pick it up later after <laughs> or in the midst of the Congo kind of thing. <laughs> Like, I just thought it yeah. dragged. Yeah. My, yeah, um, I felt, I didn't, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was... No, no, I was, go, no, no. Go, go. I was going to say that I didn't feel really, I didn't feel uncomfortable with it at all. I think there were moments where it was, like, obvious, like, it was definitely, like, intense. But I think what my thing about it was that I trust, like, I trust you guys to, like, be responsible with each other. So when that was going, when this moment was going on, I was just like, okay, this is an interesting, like, character development. You know, I think that was, like, where I was at. I was, like, I get the, con I definitely get the concern of, like, HP and stuff, like, like, I wouldn't want to, like, personally, I wouldn't want to ever, like, lose HP just for uh, a plot moment or something, uh, is, is because it's just so crucial in there. But, like, I, my, my general thing is just that I try and trust people to, so long as everybody knows what each other is doing to, like, make the best decisions for their characters story-wise, you know? Hmm. And I, I think that... Um... And I, again, I talked about this. It's a, it's a real, and I think Sid also left it, left this in her message. It's a real shame because it had this this kind of setup for this really interesting, like suspicious, like um, character development. And absolutely, and that's what I want. It's so good. Yeah, that's the shit you and out. I talked about, Andy. Like that's exactly. so good. Yeah. And now that's kind of ruined because it's like, how it's are we going to go back to that? How are we yeah. how are we going to go back to that now? Now that we've had this, right. Plus, I was really looking forward to actually using, like, real spy techniques, like, talking to him and trying to, like, sneak my way in there. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, finally, totally. my bread and butter, and now. That's why I, I, kept, I kept also trying, like, putting Alice, like, in the way, because, like, I didn't want it to just, I didn't want this to pop immediately. Like, come on, give me, give me the burn. Give me the burn. Right. You want to drag it out. You want to make the suspicion long. Exactly. The slow burn, Claudia right? now feels bad and doesn't want to, like keep bullying this man <laughs> but there's no reason why your character can't be like you know like you know like maybe they had a point it's just like look at this whole mess this, this kind of sucks but i i backed you up so let's let's talk right. a little bit. but you could also like if you you could still come up with a narrative reason for you to still spy yeah. on him right but you would just be much more subtle than <laughs> us like yeah yeah so okay so i tell you what let's why don't we move on from that and say because i think it's a really nice little character development plot hook thing that, that kiara worked yeah, out i plan on bringing it up later just not i don't want it to yeah. pop off right you know do the next session you're <laughs> doing this one like i want to drag it out yeah okay um and look i i think rules are a way to um in, in a way it's almost impossible to figure out what a set of rules should be because of all the context i think the simple one that we all said was if someone is uncomfortable you say the safe word which was for now we're saying pump the brakes, pump the brakes. you can just say stop you can just say time stop out. or i time out or i don't can we or stop the scene or, yeah. Yeah, or whatever okay <laughs> or you can make dolphin sounds you can make dolphin sounds <laughs> yeah 
no, but that the dolphin sounds already. Yeah, is it's our, our thing. thing. It's the, um... It's already our cue. Well, it's been a while. I think. <laughs> I think. I think. We can bring it so long. We can bring it back. back the dolphin. Yeah, nice name for the attack. It'd be so meta because it would happen in the game, but it's actually sort of outside the game. You know what I mean? It's kind <laughs> of cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just say tax filing because so nobody bad. stays in the mood during tax. But filing. we we all need to know what what, what the safe word is, and I mean, and I, I, yeah. and I think yeah, it's hilarious, um, Jason, that you're talking that, that you're talking about BDSM to this uh, milk toast middle aged English guy. <laughs> it's so He's relatable. Like... It's so relatable. Welcome to the Bay Area, oh, babe. Like, yeah, sure. Sounds sounds Welcome sounds about right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sounds about right. You got some gays in your group, Andy. This is what happens. Yeah, hit me hard. You can hit harder than that, people. I'm just saying you don't even like not even focusing on any of the BDS things. Just looking at BDSM rules, like platonically speaking, is actually very good for just like communication to people. Very good communication rules in there. The the thing that's haunted me, this thing that's haunted me, my my for the last thirty years is that I did actually I was helping edit um, this video for this uh, like cheap video production company when I was very young, and they'd made this BDSM like documentary, one of the first ones that had been made like thirty years ago, and I remember the guy that liked the cheese grater. (laughs) Liked the cheese grater, and I was like, oh for fuck's sake! Oh my god, (laughs) Bert. That's BDSM. It's it's basically sadomasochism. Domination. Sadomasochism. It's basically like... Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. It's like leather yeah. whips and stuff. You oh, get off on pain. Oh, yeah. You get off on okay. pain, basically. I was about to say, be yeah. like, that's like... Okay, we, we just call yeah, it that's, different. That's your thing, man. It's like... like uh, yeah, really? Germans are really into it. Germans are really well, into it. Yeah, yeah, it's like 20 yeah. words for snow. We've got 35 words for that, you know. Wait, wait, what's one of the... What are the German words? <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's so many I can't think of. At least one. Is is way there, too high level. Is there like the the umbrella? What's the umbrella term? Well, BDSM, you know, very high level. B- very high very level. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 going into like you know. intricate detail on all the different subgenres uh, of. Uh, I'm, that's not sure what I'm a word that will take up the entire screen. Okay. Well, look. It was a physical and emotional matrix, and it's yeah. That's fair. Shall we? Shall we start playing them? Yes. It's a game.